1: Much talked about how good are the Montreal Canadiens' prospects or not. Well, one guy did a lot of research. He's a sports writer for RDS. He took a look into it, and he has the Montreal Canadiens' top 20 prospects. Who are they? Who's where? And where do the Canadians rank among prospects of all the National Hockey League teams? We'll discuss it. I'm Marinero, the SICK podcast. I bring in Maxim Derash of RDS. He's coming up.
2: Turn up, your volume. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick, the Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And
1: now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley
2: Cup. Sports Entertainment. Like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 beer, intense by nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you.
1: Marinero, the Sick Podcast, right here, and yes, brought to you by 8.6 Beer, intense by nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacash was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacash, The menu will surprise you. Speaking of which, I'm going back, and so is the Sick Team. On Saturday, May 21st, just in a couple of days from now, um, we're going to celebrate our one year anniversary of the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. And we were supposed to do it a several months ago, uh, but because of COVID, we couldn't. And so it's been delayed, but it's better late than never. And we look forward to seeing you there um, at La Cage de Carry. We've been told there's going to be quite a few people there, but there still are some spots available. So you can RSVP now by calling 731-2020 and tell them that you want to be as close as possible to the sick team. And we'll see you there and we'll make sure that we come by and we say hello and uh, we'll celebrate together. All right. Okay. So. Uh, I bring in today uh, from RDS, Maxim Derash. How you doing, bud? Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for doing this, man. No problem. My uh, pleasure. So, you know, grading prospects is something that's rather subjective, right? Some do it with their eyes. Other do it with some stats or some data that's given to them. You did it for RDS.ca and you ranked the Montreal Canadiens top 20 prospects in the organization. And then without giving it away now, you you ranked where the Canadians are in the National Hockey League in terms of prospects. Now, in terms of their top 10 prospects or in terms of their top 20 prospects, how did you rank them vis-a-vis other teams?
0: I think it's important to mention that I did rank their top 20 prospects because – to understand where I put the abs versus the rest of the league, you have to understand that they, they don't have top-end talent in terms of having you know, a first-line forward in the, in the making or a, a number-one defenseman in the making. But if you look at the old pictures of where the abs are in terms of their prospect depth, I think that's what makes them, to me, a top-10 uh, prospect pool in the NHL. All
1: right, so if... Um... Top 10 would be uh, like 85% or more on a report card. They probably don't have too many players who are 99, but they don't have uh, those who are 65s either. So they basically work out an average of about 85% or more. So it's like a student who's pretty much good in everything. Is
0: that it? Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say if you look at the top-end talent, uh, I, th- I think I can say it. I have Caden G- uh, Coo- Gouli as the top fr- prospect for the Canadians. Uh, some will say because there's not the the the, the power play ability to be a, a quarterback, uh, he's not an elite prospect. But I think he, he's, he's quite a decent number one prospect for an organize, organization. And if you look at the old top five, you have four demon in there who can be I think okay. a, a top four defensemen in the league. That's why that, that's the basis for my ranking uh, at, at seventh overall. Okay.
1: So before we get to who's number one, who's number two, who's <laughs> number five, ten, fifteen, and twenty. What are some of the things you looked at?
0: Well, in terms of uh, the hours I can put into it, obviously I'm no pro scout. I'm not a, That's not what I do for a living. But in the, um, in the context of my work, RDS, I can put in the hours uh, watching the, uh, the AHL, the CHL, the NCA, European leagues, name it. And I did put in the hours in terms of research, of watching these prospects. I have a, a close eye on... Uh, on all of those guys especially in terms of uh, canadians prospects
1: so did you use certain data did you take a look at i don't know time on ice course see this that any any of that or it's just watching video grading how did you do the grading
0: of course in, in terms of the of the of the old picture obviously i'm looking at advanced stats you you, you can't deny this at, at this point of uh, where we are but it's quite frankly mostly based on my own observations and I really didn't put uh, emphasis on emphasis on what I see elsewhere in terms of having, having my own, uh, biases. Uh, it's mostly based on hours of, of watching them. All right. That's awesome. A shout out, uh, to SportBuffshop.com.
1: use code six fifteen 15 for 15% off on all of their items, including our sick merchandise. Take a look at what I'm wearing today. By the way, if you're watching no pain, no shame, you should shop for all your sports license, lifestyle apparel, including hoodies caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues. All right. Okay. So uh, why don't we do this? Let's go from 20 all the way down to number one. Who do you have at number 20?
0: My number uh, 20 prospects for the abs is uh, a center from the NCAA, uh, Blake Biondi. He's a, he's, he's a big guy, plays center, can put the puck in the net, uh, very Quite a, de- a good, decent uh, skater. Uh, okay. Made a nice, transition, a nice uh, transition from the high school ranks to the NCAA. And I, 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 I've had a lot of, of trouble uh, deciding who to exclude from my top, Tony, because okay. as, as I said, there's a lot of depth there. I could have put a guy like Luke Tuck. He's an, uh, an honorable mention, I'd say.
1: Yeah, Luke Tuck was, is, is Alex Tuck's younger brother, of course. Alex, Tuck's, uh, Alex Tuck of the Buffalo Sabres, formerly of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he went over to
0: Buffalo in the uh, Jack Eichel trade. That's exact. I think he could be a good agitator at the NHL level. That's what he does best. He's, a, he's an energy guy.
1: Yeah, he's uh, Trevor Tubbins took a little bit of heat for drafting him when he did in the second round because a lot of people thought that he was more of a third rounder. Why take him so soon? But he's one of those guys who's really a character guy. And before he was going to go to another team, he wanted him so badly. So he used one of his second round picks to get him.
0: Exactly. Uh, at okay, number so 19, you have,
1: Biondi, you have So Tuck does not make your top 20. You have Biondi at 20. Who do you have at 19?
0: At 19 and 18, I have two guys who play for the uh, Charlottetown uh, um, Islanders in the in the Q.
2: Yeah. In
0: uh, William Trudeau and uh, Xavier Simono, and I must say Simono uh, specifically is a guy I'm gonna keep an eye on because he reminds me a lot of uh, of Rafael Ar- Arvivinov and the way he was brought up. Uh, it took three years of uh, NHL uh, draft uh, eligibility for yeah. him to get drafted. And he's, he's a guy that's, you know, every time you watch him, he's one of the most involved guys. He's a complete player. I think he has just enough uh, playmaking skills to make a difference in, uh, in pro hockey. So I think he's a guy to, to keep an eye on. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if they're going to give him a contract.
1: For the benefit of those who are listening and uh, those watching, um if you can give the players positions as we go all the way down the ranks so they know exactly their positions. Let's go back to Biondi, who was at number 20.
0: Yep. B- uh, Biondi is 20. William Trudeau, uh, defenseman, is uh, 19. Xavier Simono 18. At 17, I have Ty Smilonek, who was just brought in the organization in the trade for uh, Ben Chirrut. He's yeah. a winger. He's yeah. a winger. Played for a Queen of Peck in the, in the NCAA. Of course. Uh, I, I, I see a, a possible third line guy uh, in this player. Kent Hughes
1: knows him well, right? He had a chance to okay. see him. Uh, of course, uh, I think his son, one of his sons played with him for a short period of time. They played against him, so he knows exactly who he is. And he talked about him being a great skater, a great shot, and a great energy guy.
0: I don't know if he, if he has the, the playmaking skills to be a top six player. But I see a good north south player with good skating and uh, a good wrist, too. All right. So uh, now four players out of the way at fifteen. At, at fifteen, pardon oh, I mean?
1: Now we did twenty. Beyondy. Oh,
0: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Beyondy Trudeau Simono at, uh, at eighteen. Melanix seventeen. At sixteen, I have a guy who's one of my personal favorites. He's an undrafted player that the Abs uh, brought in the organization under the Bergevin uh, regime. It's uh, Arbor Jackai, who's a 21-year-old playing in the OHL right now, dominating yeah. the OHL, I might, I might say. Yeah,
1: he's a guy that uh, I think Ken Hughes caught, a, uh, caught some people by surprise when he talked about his prospects on defense, and he talked about Barron, he talked about gouldy and he talked about uh, Jordan Harris, and then he talked about Arbor
0: Jackai, and a lot of people were like, wow, Arbor Jackai. Yeah, he's in the mix. For sure. Uh, and usually when I look at, at, at Demon and forwards too, I tend to look at their skating and he's not the greatest of skaters, uh, Jack. I, that's, that may be one of his weaknesses, but he, he he competes so much and he gives such trouble to opposing forwards. He's like a very intim- intimidating player. Uh, he has a, a, his nickname in, uh, in Hamilton. He's called the Sheriff. So, uh, And he's got a big uh, shot from the point. He keeps it very low. It's strong. It's, it's already NHL caliber. So uh, despite the... The I'd say below average skating. I see a, an an NHL defenseman there.
1: Who's next on your list?
0: At fifteen, I have the first of the two goalies I rank. It's okay. uh, Jakub Dobes. Yeah, who's a Czech goalie who played for Ohio State in the NCAA, and he had a great, great freshman season over there. He's a six foot five goalie who has tremendous uh, lateral movement. Uh, made a great transition from the USHL to the NCAA. No, nobody expected that. He came into the Big Ten division facing like Michigan, the, who's a top team, uh, Notre Dame, uh, Minnesota, and he fared very well there. I think nobody expected him to take such a leap. So uh, maybe 15 in my in my ranking is a bit cons- on the conservative side. I'd say. All right. Okay. Uh, potential to be a number
1: one goalie in the National Hockey League.
0: You think, or is that a stretch? Uh, I'd say you have to be pretty good with with goaltenders to 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 put a real uh, <laughs> to decide really if, if the guy has the potential for that I don't have the I don't pretend to to know enough about goalies for that but I sure see uh, some NHL potential there for sure
1: all right okay 14
0: at 14 I have another guy that uh, Kent Hughes brought in at the uh, just before the trade trade deadline it's Emil Einemann who's in yep. his third organization in like a one-year span. He went from yeah. Florida to Calgary. To from him. Florida
1: to Calgary, and the Canadians picked him up in the uh, to, to fully trade.
0: Yep. I see a guy who's, uh, who might may take some time before he makes an impact, but uh, he, 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 he's, a, he's, he's got the profile of a player that, that will do well in a Martin St. Louis system. He's a high-octane. He skates very well. I th- he's a bit like Tyson Melanick, but maybe a little more offensive upside there. I think he, he has a scoring touch that maybe has a, that doesn't have. So that's why he's a little bit higher on my list. And he's got skating and he's got a shot. All right, next up. Next up, uh, 13, I have another European forward. Uh, he's the nephew of uh, Sami Kapanen playing in the SM Liga. Well, actually, he, he kind of bounced around in, in Finland this year, but Oliver Kapanen it is at, at uh, 13. Yeah. I think he had a bad injury at one point. Did he not? Did he not go head first head first into the boards or something? Yeah, yeah. It was a complicated season f- for him. He spent some time uh, in the junior level there. Uh, he, he got injured. Uh, he played in the what's the equivalent of the AHL in, in Finland too, and then he got a, he got called up uh, in the SM Liga. Went from uh, he played for two teams in, in SM Liga actually, but uh, he's, he's one of the youngest prospects on this list. He's a uh, late. 2003 birthday so there's a lot of time for him to uh to mature as a player and from yeah. everything you hear from him he's uh, he's already looking to be a complete player he's got a, his is at the, in the right place and you, you do see some potential to be a very complete uh, forward in uh, So Kevin. what number do you have him? He's 13. He's 13, okay? Give me 12 13. and 11. 12 and 11. We I have at 12 uh one of the uh, Northeastern University uh, prospects for the Canadians. Well, actually, Jordan Harris is now uh, graduated, but Jaden, uh, Jaden, Struble? Jaden Struble, Jaden Struble, I have at twelve. Yeah. Uh, it's about. I think it's about me planting a flag. Uh, I still believe in his offensive potential. You look at the numbers there for uh, for Northeastern. There's nothing to write home about in terms of, of production, but uh, he's got so much athletic skill, and I think there, there's a step to be taken there in his uh, is in what might be his last season in uh, in the NCA. When
1: Mark Bergevin drafted him, he said, this guy's a Greek god. Remember that?
0: Yep, yep. That was uh, quite the compliment.
1: (laughs) Uh, Put together pretty good. There was a brawl that broke out, I think, earlier on in the season. I think he grabbed two guys and he was taking on two guys.
0: This guy's got freakish strength, Jaden Struble. At number 11. Number 11, I have the second of my uh, two goalie prospects for the Canadians. Uh, It's Caden Primo uh despite a very very tough year uh, mentally i'm sure for him there's still some belief that this guy can can be uh, an nhl player obviously we were a lot uh, a lot of us were wondering if his confidence was shattered when he had i think six losses in a two week span you know in january when things were really starting to yeah. to, to fall for, for for the abs that's not the the, the type of uh of context you want to be playing in no and, and i think he was line. pulled
1: like every five times or maybe even every game
0: like he was he seemed like he was pulled all the time exactly his play with the rocket was actually quite decent for most of the year aside from one start here and there and um i'm encouraged by his uh playoff performance actually uh, right well now. he's
1: elevated in the playoffs right they beat the syracuse crunch in the first round in game five it's a game that went to overtime Uh, He was in goal for every game with the exception of game one, which Kevin Poulin started. He uh, Mm -hmm. stopped 32 of 34 in the final game, and he was the first star of the game. They killed off a big Syracuse power play in overtime. So he's elevated. And I think if some people got off the uh, Caden Primo bandwagon, they made their way back on. If you've made your way off the treadmill, get back on. But this time matrixhomefitness.ca. This is the treadmill to get on. Bring it home. Discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Not only treadmills, by the way, but also, uh, of course, stairmasters and ellipticals and bikes, stationary bikes. Uh, Some of them are absolutely fantastic. The quality is amazing. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. Why don't we bring up, and you had this article, of course, on rds.ca, we have your top 10 chart. We're going to bring it up right now most promising Habs prospects okay let's keep the chart up while we do this number 10 riley kidney talk to me
0: about him from the uh Acadie batters titan to me uh well although he doesn't own a great shot yeah he, ha- he has the the game to be an offensive player or a two-way a two-way center rather i think uh that was really a big year for him 100 points is a huge thing to accomplish as an 18 year old in the, in the queue. Yeah. Um, I see a player who's responsible defensively. I see a guy who makes his teammates better because his passing is his main straight strength. Uh, like I said, he doesn't hold the, the, the biggest shot. And I don't think he'll be a, a big scorer at the NHL level, but I see something good to work with there. And seeing as he's a, he's a center that, that makes him a valuable asset in my books.
1: Could put up points too, right? Their second most productive player out of the queue. We'll get to the first in just a second. But before we do, Jan Misak.
0: Yep, uh, this guy has has been a pro for like I'd say three years. He's been in the Extra Liga as a seventeen year old. Then there was the COVID situation that that prevented him from playing uh, in the OHL at first. So he had I think a twenty two game stint as a as an eighteen year old with Laval. Did did okay. Didn't have any uh, big offensive production but you could see that there's something there i don't know there's just, there's just something about that guy that that screams a complete player who can be a contributor as a, a pk guy as a as an energy guy he goes to the net he's a leader he's always been amongst his peers uh, either a captain or like part of the leadership group and um the only thing with him maybe is skating is isn't quite up to par but mm-hmm. there, there's there's still some time for him. He's only he's only uh, 19 still. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think if he works with Adam Nicholas, who is the the new uh, skills guru, who's a specialist for skating, yeah. he can get a, a, a very good uh, all-around player out of uh, Jan Misha. All
1: right. The uh, best Habs prospects are the most promising prospects. The list is up right now. Uh, Maxim derosh gave you a top 20 list. We're now at number eight. The number eight, Joshua Roy, a former fifth-round pick. If you would have told the Canadians that one year after drafting this guy in the fifth round that he would lead the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in scoring, I think they would take that and be pretty excited about it, right? The big question is, can it translate to the National Hockey League level?
0: The type of, uh, of explosion he had offensively uh, since he's been a, a member of the Phoenix, the, the um He's probably the guy I've gotten the most criticism for in terms of ranking him eight. I think some people already see him as enough of an offensive threat to be a top six uh, when you're in the NHL. Well, I you're getting s- you're, oh, hold no. on a
1: second. You're getting criticism because he's from La Belle Province. Then, good, oh, she knew he's having a great season. And those who follow you and follow your work are from La Belle Province. And are they good? She knew, and they 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 want to see him in the top five but that would yes. be added pressure for no reason. He's a he's a former 5th round pick. Let's take our time and 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 let's not put the bar too high for him.
0: You're totally right, but there there are some elite attributes. There there's no uh, there's no doubt about that. When you look at like he, he's got eyes in the, the back of his head. He can find his teammates everywhere on the ice. Plus he, he's actually a very good scorer too. But when I see the kind of pace he plays in with Sherbrooke, uh, I yeah. I I I have to wonder are those traits uh, transferable to the NHL level, where it is a super fast game? What What is he going to do against against teams that play super high octane, like the Hurricanes or the Rangers or the, the Okay, plane? yeah. Let's that, get that, that to uh,
1: let's get to Laval Rockets. Jesse Yulonin, can he be on a third or fourth line next year for the Montreal Canadiens, who you have ranked at number seven?
0: Yeah, personally, I expect him to. I see a lot of traits in, the, in this game that remind me of Archeri Lekkonen. He's not maybe uh, a, a, as much of a physical presence as uh, Lekkonen was because he was more physically developed at, at, uh, at the same age, probably. But uh, I can see a guy who's ver- versatile, who can complement a, vari- a variety of uh, different line mates. Uh, he actually owns a, quite a decent shot, and we've seen it a lot uh, with the rockin and even maybe uh, once or twice with the abs on, on, uh, on his goals. So, uh, I see a very smart player, good skater. Uh, I I think he should be on the third or or fourth line. I don't, I don't see a reason for him to be a regular in Laval, uh, in 22, 23.
1: At number six is Swedish defenseman, Matthias Norlander. Will he be with the rocket next year or the Montreal Canadiens?
0: I think he's going to start with, with the rocket. I think, uh, this is the ranking at six. I've gotten the most pushback on because people are already, uh, ready to, to, to uh, dismiss him, to give, up, to give up on him. Yeah. 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 I, All I, right. I I, a, lot, a lot of people are saying bust, uh, but I, I still see a guy who's, who's too mobile too. He can be a fourth forward. Uh, he, he, he can join the attack and be really good. Yeah. I know that, uh, that the Simon
1: Snake Boisvert called him a ballerina on ice. He's not the president of the Matthias Norlander fan club. All right. At number five is a guy that I really love his talent.
0: It's Sean Farrell and you're seeing it at the World Championships. Yep, same for me. I love him too. Uh he could he could have sneaked it in, in, in my top three. I like I like him that much. There's just a guy who produced everywhere offensively. He might be 5'9, but he competes, he goes in the tough areas, he he's just a great passer. I already pencil him as a as a second-line uh, left winger at some point. I see him dominating in Harvard in his, in his probably what should be his last uh Season in the NCAA, and then I think we can reap the, re- the rewards in the uh, Farrell's case.
1: Number four, Logan Mayu, who packs a powerful shot. Will he one day quarterback the Canadians' power play?
0: I think he has a lot of work to do on this defensive game before he, he gets there, but he's a project, and we know that. Uh, you, you see, you, the, the sample is still small. You know, he has 16 games in the OHL in three seasons because of a variety of, uh, of reasons, but it's it's enough of a sample to know that this guy when he rushes the puck he's tremendous. He's got confidence. He can stick and and all about uh, around anywhere uh, around uh, players in, in the OHL. Uh, yeah. Once he gets to top speed, his 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 first few strides are kind of choppy, but when he gets to top speed, he's really really a difference maker and I think that that can trans uh, translate, but it will take some time with me.
1: All right. You have Jordan Harris at number three, Justin Barron at number two, and Caden Gooley at number one. Tell us why. Tell us what Gouley has over Barron and Harris. Tell us what Barron has over Harris. Tell us where Harris is a little bit behind. So explain that to us. Yeah. Harris at three, Barron at two, and Gouley at one.
0: I see some similarities between Gooley and Harris. Both are left handed, but Gouley. Yeah. To me, he can be amongst the, the, the prospects who aren't in the NHL right now. He's like one of the guys who has the potential to be an elite shutdown player. He's one of the, of, of three, uh, two or three guys maybe outside the NHL. He, he's, he's just so mobile. He, he's a fluid skater as a guy who, who's going to weigh probably 205, 210 when he gets to the NHL. Uh, when he waits for you at the, at, the, at the offensive blue line, you're forward. You either expect to get body checked, or to get stick check because he's so he's so good he just stays right he- right here with you with the play uh, to me that th- those are trades that aren't sexy per se he's not a Kale McCarr he's not a Adam Fox en devenir but there's something there right. uh, I think I see him as a number two defenseman uh, in the Jacob Slaven uh, mold.
1: That would be awesome. Max, this is hours and hours and days and days and nights and nights of work. I congratulate you on the great work that you do as a writer for RDS.ca. And thanks for joining me today on The Sick Podcast, man. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. He's Maxim DeRush. I'm Marinero. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on all the social media platforms on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram at The Sick Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel because this podcast, like me, is sick.
2: (laughs) And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you.